welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode 15. I'm your host, Serial Sensei, back again with my co-host, Antaku. What's going on? Not much, how are you doing? Pretty, pretty good. Got a chance to catch a lot of non-related UFC fights, which we'll be covering today. So we're going to go through Invicta, FC 22, and a little bit of Glory 39. And if we have any time at the end, maybe... You can hear me bitch about Bellator. <laughs> so hopefully we can get to that. Luckily, this Invicta card actually isn't wasn't too long. And no. Glory, only the main card was only a few fights. So we should get through this a bit fast. And then when I want to start, of course, my screen messes up. But anywho... <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll just start from the top main event, which is a rematch that happened. Was that earlier this year or last year? I can't remember. Last year. So we get the rematch of Tanya Avenger and Yana Kunitskaya. I'm probably saying that wrong. I tried. (laughs) Whatever her nickname was. There we go. We'll go with Foxy. So... Uh, this was a rematch. Uh, the first match ended very controversial. Uh, a big referee error, <laughs> to, to say the least. Um, like Viking was a dumbass. <laughs> and this, I'll say about the rematch, um, I'll, I'll have to give uh, Foxy her props. Um, I can't say she's a fluke, because the way this fight started, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is like dying on me. She almost locked in a sub, not identical to the first fight, but I, I think it was like a guillotine that she almost had locked in. Yeah. And then they pretty much just exchanged grappling. Like, that was the entire the entire match was just a grappling bout. They weren't really not on the feet too much, not a lot of blows being thrown, just a ton of grappling and reversals and grappling. But uh, Avenger prevails. What did she get? Was it a rear naked, I believe? Yep. And, yeah, so she retains her belt because she lost it and then got it back. <laughs> but So she uh, retains the Bantamweight uh, crown. I, I think, though, it was still a good showing for for Foxy. As much as they, every time I hear them mention her, they talk about her striking, and I pretty much only see her grappling. Oh, yeah. No. And her, yeah, and her yeah. grappling is really good. Like an actual child. <clears throat> I want to say like later in her life she got into judo or something, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but she... It was a good showing. I can't say she's a fluke. I'm pretty sure she'll find her way into... Probably into a rematch. Pretty sure she'll have to go through a few other people before she gets back to Tanya. But for Tanya... Okay. 
who else is there for the fight in thirty-five pound division? Yeah, um, they're gonna be scraping for. <laughs> Sarah Kwame is out there fighting in Korea. Um, I said bring her in. Yeah, that'll probably be a a fun fight. And I think for Avenger, it was good that she she, she escaped a lot of bad spots <laughs> in this fight, where I think a lot of people probably would have gotten tapped or yeah. just wouldn't wouldn't have found a way to get out of some of the spots that she was in. But I think Avenger is. Chael Sonnen, if Chael Sonnen had, like, finishing ability, like, he's just in there to put a pace on people, drag them to the ground, and, and he's going to get submitted. This is something that's going to happen to her. She's going to put herself in bad positions, and it hasn't really been a she, you know, lost on the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know, like one, two, three. Five, six, like ten, seven. <laughs> she's seven. Five, she's on like a seven-fight win streak. Where if you discount, you know, the one no contest was. Like, Anya Avenger is probably the best female fighter not in the UFC right now. I wonder at thirty-five. Do you, you think the UFC would still give her a call? I think really her and Sean Shelby just have beef. So it, it's probably not going to happen. Like, I, I, I can't remember when it was, but like at one point she was saying, I don't care if I ever go to the UFC. Uh, I'll stay in Invicta and, you know, be... or whatever. Yeah. I mean, because when you look at her record, which I never... Never really paid much attention to probably until recently. Like the the only people she's lost to have been like like elite, yeah, you know, like top names. Porto, Carano, Davis twice, McMahon, uh, and Raquel. Yeah, like Avengers a top five women's bantamweight, not top five, top ten women's bantamweight, and I'd probably pick her over Holly Holm. Right, I would say, and the the thing with those losses is like those were back in like two thousand and like eleven. Like, yeah. So yeah, she's gotten way better since all of those fights happened. So yeah, I feel like if they threw her in the UFC, she would shoot straight to the top probably with no problem. But at the same time, I don't know how much the UFC actually cares about the women's bandweight division anymore now that Misha Tate and uh, and Ronda Rousey are gone. Like. So, do do they care? And not even that. It's just WME has their whole thing about where the place where the big fights happen. Maybe not the most important fights. So, what is Tanya Avengers worth to them? Like, there are like Avenger is not the person who's going to get promoted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna say they barely promote. <laughs> they barely promote their own current champ. So yeah, they they probably wouldn't do her. Uh, a ton of favors, but yeah, it kind of yeah. She's another one of those people that's in that weird spot where it's like, too <laughs> don't go to the UFC. Like, what do you? Fight. Yeah, there is literally unless they can get Sarah Kaufman, there is no one else on his roster for her to fight. So there's just some like Russian girl who's just tearing up that I haven't heard of. So she wants to move. Hey. They get like one fight there. 
because like there even there is only one fight for her. But you know, maybe the UFC doesn't wear. Maybe Scott Coker can find something to do wear. Like they run in that, and Avengers seems to be popular enough there. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. big scene. I guess she's from Missouri. She fights out of St. Louis. Like that's Michael Chandler's backyard. That's where they do their. She's someone who has value to them. I'm not sure how well she matches with like the Spike TV audience, but she. That's probably her best bet, just to go to 145 and try to go fight Julia Budd. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, because I'll say at 35 there, she's she was kind of like in that Marlon Marais world. Was, it's kind of like a wasteland right now. Like, if you don't leave, there's <laughs> nothing for you. She's getting an like, entry-level UFC salary for these title fights. Like, uh, the According to Tapology, the score of pay for um, beating Colleen Schneider was 10 and 10. What? That is crazy. I wonder if it doesn't make any money. Yeah, that's. I, maybe I'll bring this up after we finish the card. I have an Invicta question. If I remember it, when we, I want to talk about the fight first. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it up. Right. But uh, going on to the co main event. Um, yeah, this this yeah, this hurt man. Uh Olivia Renata Souza versus uh current sorry, I'm about to butcher it. She's she was Adam Weight champ, right? She is Adam Weight champ. She is Adam Weight champ. Um Ayaka Hamasaki uh goes up in a weight class. Um You say that, but I like to bring it up, but at, at the time that Invicta was starting, Ayaka Hamasaki was actually the number one on the planet. No, so really she's going back up to where she... Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is before, like, your uh, your Koya Gadelias and your Joanna uh, Yanjacek and your Carla Esparza's, like, it really established themselves at 115. Two of those girls were 125, and Esparza was still the girl who had you know, uh, got submitted by Megumi Fuji. Man. So, yeah, she... Uh, I almost don't even want to talk about but, this. But Sousa, yeah, Sousa put it on her. Yeah, Sousa's a beast, man. That that chick is nasty. Like it just goes to show you how the hell really is. Yeah, and they, I think, I think she brought her up after the fight. But I, I guess just briefly to, to describe how this fight went, it didn't go that long at all. Um, I feel like I think they stood on the feet for a little bit, but. Really, just once Souza landed, it was that was that was it. Like it was. Like, it I, I don't really know what huge else. Is, like power discre- like discrepancy between. Yeah, like, she much. reminded me of like that. Reminded me of like a punch from like Andrade. <laughs> like, yeah, because she she floored her, and like after she got KO'd, she was on the ground for a long time, and yeah, it was. It was one of those KOs where it's like you want to cheer because you know Souza put on a great performance, at but the, you Hamasaki because she wants to be in the UFC, right? She wanted to get that call, yeah, and they they mentioned that in the pre-fight, like she wanted to be a dual title holder yeah. on the whole, you know, Dave Branch tip, 
And yeah, she wanted to hold both belts so she could get that UFC call and work out for her. It does not work out. Hamasaki is like one of my favorite like fighters from Japan. And like this is this was probably her last opportunity. She's like thirty four years old. I mean, and she had a good streak going, man, right before I mean and her only other loss ever is to Gadea. Like Yeah, this Souza and One fifteen, uh, strawway on the Victor roster. So, I I gotta think. So is it for the? And I I feel like if if that happens and she beats Escabel, she's she's gonna get a call. Hey, maybe I think I, I can't even hypothesize over who's getting a call anymore because it just seems so freaking arbitrary. <laughs> In a, in a perfect world, if we went by talent, so, yeah, she. Souza would have really been in the UFC after she yeah. knocked, uh, like after she knocked out. And she's got like a scary KO power, like she's it's... a finisher. And who did she knock? Out? It was Bennett. She probably would have been in the UFC after that, but whatever. The whole situation about who's getting called up and the USC looking for in a fighter and everything like that, like the like current WMA just looking at the Victor roster and be like, oh, do we really want this muscly uh, Brazilian girl or do we want dude uh, David Sorter? <laughs> right, man. Yeah, but. Yeah, if if you guys don't know, if you never watched any of uh, Sosa's fights, get get familiar. Ho- hopefully, we get to see her on a bigger stage at some point. But yeah, th- sometimes you can't hold your breath. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> Sosa deserves to be on a big stage. She is a very talented, very scary fighter. Yeah, and if she came to UFC, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say she'd be champ right away, but she's taking a soul. She's somebody's getting knocked out. She, she she's, is somebody who you should circle when she's on the card. Right. <laughs> there, there's a finish coming. There's there's a finish. And I mean, right. And I guess for Hamasaki, I mean, tough loss, but it. Um, Adam Waits, who are probably still too young in their career, they're actually <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You still got a belt, yeah. But as far as some may have an animal division, it would probably kill Invicta even more. But like, I feel like animal division is gonna pop off really soon. Like they're just gonna get like stroll it was that year Invicta started. Yeah, just, like girls were coming off the amateur scene, like Rose Namajunas and uh, Tisha Torres, and it's gonna start lighting people up. Are are Angela Lee and Yamasaki same division? Technically, um, one is a technically one. The one atom weight division is 115 pounds because they're not supposed to be cutting weight. Angela Lee is way bigger than what we had this discussion before. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Angela like, Lee is the... way bigger than your average atom <laughs> weight. Like, she is. Like, go watch her last fight. She is significantly bigger than Jenny Huang and um, v- May Yama, uh, Yamaguchi. 
So, like, I, I maybe she fights out of the way. Maybe she fights a strawweight. If she, if, I, Saki gets a call from, that'd be a good fight. I, I still think that'd be a good fight. I don't think it'd go like this one. I don't think Angel, uh, Lily's at that level yet. Yeah, she, her hands are improving, but yeah, I don't think she's knocking any, at least not with that kind of power. She's not, uh. She, she's not gonna, like, uh, I think she'll resort to grappling, because, uh, Hamasaki's a lot, uh, pretty quick. Like, even in this fight, she was, like, really quick. Hands on her feet and everything. Liable, but I don't think uh, Lee is that disciplined of a striker that she can make that work for her. Yeah. Like, her, and her strength on the ground, Hamasaki's strength on the ground, it, could be, it would be a good fight. Even though Hamasaki would be, like, ridiculously outside. Which is crazy. Because like Angelie's like five four, so that just shows you how small Amasaki is. Hold up, let me look at her height. She's five one. What? <laughs> I don't know why. Like when I see fights, like I I, I know in my mind Susa, that short. Susa's not that much. She's like, Susa's five five. That's a lie. <laughs> she's five five, but she hits like she's like six four. Exactly. Yeah, that's. That's scary, but yeah, uh, not not a whole lot to say about that fight other than that was a vicious uh, finish. Um, continuing on down the card, uh, we got Jody Escabel and Deanna Bennett. Um, I don't know why when I first watched this fight, for some reason in my mind it wasn't as close as when I rewatched it. I don't know. It's weird how that works. Like when you in real time fights look different than when you go back and watch it again. I was like, Jody's handling her. And then I went back and rewatched it. I was like, I still think Jody won. But this fight was a lot closer than than it seemed the first time. Yeah. Like and then knocked out Michelle Old and we all thought she was like the future of Troy. <laughs> That's meh. had it hard since then, huh? Like three losses in a row, got knocked out by Sosa, lost a split against Motaferi, and lost this split to Jody Escobar. Which is crazy, cause like Escobar um, used to be a titan weight. Talking about sizes. Yeah, I was gonna say because she was. Sh- I'm pretty sure Escobar was shorter. She is five she- one. And she definitely didn't have any kind of reach advantage because she spent the entire fight, most of it, a lot of sticking and moving, you know, getting in and out, trying to close distance because... She is a... She's actually a pro boxer. Seven and seven. She's fought for some, like, U.S. titles. Like, um... WBC, U.S. North American title or something like that. Like, uh... Um, a Universal Boxing Federation title. She fought for the IF, uh, the IFBA title, NBA BF title, like all those fake titles. And she's lost, but she's she's been in the ring with like good boxers. Yeah, and I mean, and it, she's way better, so she's way better than your average local um, trains once a week type. Uh, deal. Right. She, she's experienced. Like she's fought Ava Knight. She's fought uh, Jihan Park. God, 
and clean her mind out. Like, just, just, just go for your answer, but don't be in the crap out of her. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, uh, the first round of this fight was pretty, I remember being pretty close. And then I, I think in the second and third, I just feel like Jody was able to get in and out more, kind of tag a few shots, get out. She had really good head movement. She was definitely the probably the faster fighter. Yeah. And that's was a really yeah, solid I think, fighter. Like, I, I think her big issue is like size is just going to always plague her. Because she, yeah, she's too she's so small. She's too short for one fifteen, but she struggles to make one hundred five, and it hurts her cardio. Like she'll still and, put on pace, but like it's just not all there. Like it is yeah. when she's at one fifteen. And so bad for that type of fighter. But I mean, her her, her defense. Well, I feel like in this fight, her defense helps. She has really good like head movement, able yeah. to evade and get out of the way and not take too much punishment, like unneeded, unneeded punishment. But yeah, you got to think if she starts fighting people that are. Just much bigger, which we see. Like we've seen Evans. So, like, just straight up bludgeoned. And it wasn't even a remotely close fight. And she, I don't know why I thought I felt like she's been fighting for a long time, but she's only thirty. Her boxing career started like in the mid to early two thousands. Uh, she's been fighting since for six years now. It's tough fighting fights when you're that size, I guess. Yeah. But a uh, solid, solid win, solid performance for her, and not uh, not a bad showing from from Bennett either. Like the fight was, it wasn't like a one sided beatdown or anything. Oh, no, 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 no. Like that a, at all. It was a good competitive match. It was a solid fight. Just I think Jody was a bit faster, a bit more technical, and was able. Yeah, and able to not take as much damage, so she, she kind of you know eked out a, a a W. Man, fun past this card. This this card really did kind of go by fast, even though a lot of these fights went to decision. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing about division. They don't have any sponsors, so they're like one after the other. And they don't do that UFC six main card nonsense. Like, or, even the UFC's fight card, like fight pass cards nowadays, like. Oh, we have to remind you like 20 times that uh, <laughs> Anthony Rumble Johnson and freaking D- Daniel Cormier are going to be fighting in like two months. Ridiculous. Uh, next fight uh, down the card, Ashley Cummins and Amber Brown. Um, That's fairly surprising for me. I, I, I if I remember, Cummins is not fought in, or maybe it was another fight. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, no, she has fought recently. Yeah, she fought earlier uh, last year. Okay, so it's just been a while since she's been in, well, not really. Yeah. She fought in Invicta in 2014. So, actually, no, I guess that's a little stretch. So, she had and, yeah, I don't think she really lost a step. <laughs> I don't know. You might could say she she's might might have gained this. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. Like Ashley Commons, I remember from because I haven't seen her fight. I saw her fight with uh, being on the Ultimate Fighter, but I did not see her fight um with Nicole Smith. And um, 
No, she's looked good. And this was another fight that was a... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll say this uh, was another fight where uh, grappling and jiu-jitsu reigned supreme. <laughs> like, there were just triangles. I think at one point they both had each other in triangles or something. There was a lot going on on the ground, like just submission after submission, transition, get out of the submission, like go for fake, another one. Fake submissions, like your inverted triangles that were never even really close to being locked in. Because, right. Like You're the doing other girl had her like reverse it. melt. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a there was a lot of, of fun grappling going on in this fight. But I I definitely think not not I guess it was a blowout, but I, I I thought it was clear that Cummins won. Um yeah, she she looked I like really good. I was going to beat her because I was just like a really good athlete at one uh Adam weight. But really tall too. Like really long she, legs and she's strong. As crap. But yeah. She got outworked. Yeah. Cummins was no prisoners. <laughs> she came to the, yeah, taking no prisoners. And I think at the end, I, I, don't, I don't know how close it was, but she was going for a rear naked. Yeah. I, I think it was like on the chin though, but it was just cool that even at the very end of the fight, she was still, she was going for the kill. Like she wasn't content with the decision. She was trying to. So put Amber out, but couldn't couldn't sink it in right. But yeah, grappling was just all over that fight. Just yeah, that triangle moment was just wild. Like you got to know that that's not gonna <laughs> yeah. Like you said, like some of those submissions were just kind of like ghost submissions. You just kind of throw it up to try to get maybe get them to bite and move a certain way or. Yeah, it it was just a lot, a lot going on. I can't even really, <laughs> I can't even really describe it. But solid showing after not being an Invicta for three years and coming back and pretty much putting the division on notice. Is she was that strawweight also? Uh, strawweight. Yeah, you might be right, man. Strawweight, so I mean, Adamweight is. That might be the next. <laughs> That might be the next bubble. Like yeah, like fly, I, I I think flyweight um is currently the second best division in the sport for women. Like strawweight, flyweight, then you can throw in the bantamweight and out bantamweight and but bantamweight's going to be the division where like all the young kid like young girls are, and they're just going to shoot up like the Invicta rankings as soon as they get there. And then eventually the UFC will catch on three years late. Or, and... or Bellator at this rate. <laughs> yeah, I think Bellator will probably beat them to the punch. Like, they're building that flyweight division. They haven't taken any talent. For, they, no, wait, they took, like, Colleen Snyder and Sarah Delelio, but that's it. Like, they haven't gotten to your uh, Vanessa Portos and um, what's the other girl's name? The, the actual che- Jennifer Maya. Like, they haven't gotten to them yet. But they probably won't take Barb Honchak. Man, she's still. I haven't seen her fight in a while. Does she? Is she in Bellator? I feel like I haven't heard her name Barb, in so long. Barb is technically on hiatus. They had to strip her of the title. Apparently, they didn't do. They didn't tell her they were stripping her of the title. But then they said they tried to tell her, and she wasn't answering her calls. And blah blah blah. Point is, she's on hiatus. They don't know if and when she's coming back. Um, I can't really blame her. 
he did was get booed out of the stadium and like yelled at on the internet by nerds. <laughs> we tried to take your boat, but you didn't pick up your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they just took it anyway. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I don't understand how that even happens. Like... Don't answer your phone. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I hope this see her again. Though. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, when you bought her, when you just said her name, I was like, man, yeah, I haven't seen her fight. And I, I can live without seeing Barhan Jack fight ever again. She's very boring. Mm. She has a degree. She has a master's degree in ecology and genetics. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Scrolling down to the next fight. Oh, I feel bad because I re. No, this was this was an awesome fight. Yeah, this was a fight of the night for me. Suna, okay, it's David's daughter, right? Son of his daughter. Some, I'm just gonna say David's daughter. Okay. Even when the announcers were saying her name, I was still confused. Uh, I'm just like, is her dad really David? Right. <laughs> Versus Mallory Martin. Yeah, this was a nice back and forth. Just yeah. It has a freaking chin on her. Yeah, because she she everything. She got rocked in that first round. I think it was she caught like a right left combination and yeah, the legs the legs definitely started to give out. <laughs> but she hung in there and then And then like she came back in the second round, just second round rocked and, the crap out of David Sauter once just once. And they put David Sauter on like freaking rubber legs. Yeah. And then she went in kill, but Yeah. They both really hung in there. Like, this was a back and forth, just, yeah, easily fight of the night. It was just, a nice war. Yeah. And in the end, David's daughter squeaked out. Uh, I don't think it was a split. I think, they, yeah, she got a unanimous. Yeah, she got the unanimous decision. But, uh, you think you can make an argument for Mallory winning? Or you think no. think this was defended? No. no, I think it was the right girl won. Yeah, I'll go with that. But like, I, like, because it was definitely one-one going into the third. Yeah, but I think David's daughter closed out the third pretty strong. Yeah, and uh, probably like, uh, like what we should take away from that fight is both girls can fight their asses off because they came both came back from some not but uh, swings, but just like actually being really hurt. Right, and they both persevered. And it's I thought, Martin. Like, Martin, yeah, I would say when she, the fighter, like God, because she literally ate everything with her face. <laughs> I thought she was done in the first when that right left landed and that leg started to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was over, but yeah, this this was this was the fight. The was this a prelim? Or was this main card? One long main card. Okay. Because yeah, this this was easily fight of the night. Uh, I guess I guess aside from that vicious KO uh, early, from earlier, this was the other nice slugfest. To... I don't know what David Sauter and like Martin's um, ceilings are. But it's like one is. But if they stick around in Invicta and never make it to the USC, like I was. Yeah, because you know you're gonna. You're going to see some blood. Yeah, you're going to see... Yeah. yeah, so shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to their chins for for holding up. 
this next fight, which did not... Oh, yeah, this was the only other finish uh, on the card. Uh, Miranda Maverick and Caitlin Schwartz. Call, um, call a holiday? A holiday. Why do they call it Caitlin Schwartz? Why does it say that? I'm sure, dog. They're misleading me. Oh, yeah, 50 Cal. That is her. Yeah. Oh, on sure, dog, they have her listed as Caitlyn Schwartz. I'm going to like, assume she got married at some point, and yeah. one of these is just what her actual name is. So, I think Maverick did miss weight by, like, a pretty considerable... She was at 120 or something yeah. like that. And they were supposed to have she's, been at... She's only 19 years old, so, you know. Yeah, so she's got time to... Well, no, I mean, she's probably... Oh, it is Caitlyn Schwartz, by the way. She is probably not at a straw weight. I will say a few. Yeah, if you're missing about five pounds, like that's. <laughs> you're missing about five pounds at like 19 years old. It, it means one of two things: you're not trying, or your body's just rejecting the cut, and there's yeah. no way that it's going to get better with time. Like, yeah. Even even as a um. She did fight a strawweight, but most of her fights were a flyweight. I don't know why she moved down. She's not a small flyweight. I don't know. That whole weight cutting thing is... <laughs> That's always like a hot button. But props to her. She she caught a mean body slam. <laughs> 50 Cal definitely gave her, like, the WWF body slam. But, uh... Hey, she's uh, she's someone to watch if she moves up to Westwood. Uh, Cal Schwartz um, is a former collegiate wrestler, I want to say. He's the girl who fought um, and so. So, yeah, and took her out in her debut. Yep. Okay. Yeah, got rid of that hype train really. The thing is, we all knew Vantos did not have good wrestling, and she, because she, or grappling because she lost to some uh, Jin Tang in China like years ago. But like I guess people were assuming it's better. But from everything I heard, it's like she never committed full time to like training MMA. Like Muay Thai and like whenever Jessica Penne needed a training partner, she'd go work with her. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah, especially against those slams because she elevated Miranda like literally off the ground, straight body slam. <laughs> but shout outs to Miranda because when she went for that armbar, she did not let go. Like she, yeah. she was, she she was trying her heart out <laughs> to to get that armbar. She would not let that go. Like Holiday uh, Schwartz picked her up, threw her down, just ended up helping her turn her over so she can get the belly right. down. Like. And that extension, her elbow was... Yeah. I know she woke up the next day. That that couldn't have felt good. Because her elbow was just, like, completely extended. And But I guess shout-outs to her. She didn't tap immediately. She was trying to She was trying to get out. She was fighting it. But Miranda was just pit bull with the <laughs> submission attempt. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I mean, at 19 years old, I get it. You got weight issues. I guess she got to figure out, but... Yeah, her her ceiling's probably pretty high if she can get the the weight issue figured out and probably get herself in another division that's probably more suitable. So she's not. I'm pretty sure she's probably killing herself trying to get to 
to 115. Yeah, she's lazy. <laughs> or that I try to be an optimist. I try to think the best of people. <laughs> but, hey. is, this the, uh, is that the optimist point of view in this one? We're like, oh no, she can make um, 115, but she uh, so she could be a prospect at 115, but she's really lazy. <laughs> but or, then I think at when I was nineteen, I, I get it. The male and female body are different, but I'm pretty sure if I was nineteen, I probably would have trouble. I don't think I would want to cut weight either. That, yeah, I don't think I would be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she she probably should go up. Uh, right, like she would be a fairly good size, and with and if she ever did get to an organization that paid her a decent amount of money, I'd be time and probably would just fill up as a result. Right. And with those the skill set that she has, at least from what I've seen, she'll she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll she'll be able to to fend for herself. And like I said, at nineteen you got a lot of time to figure things out. So uh yeah, she's definitely someone to uh keep an eye on. Um this last fight, which man, I think I only watched this once, so I'm gonna be honest, I don't entirely remember how this fight went. Uh, we have Felicia Spencer and Madison McHilney. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. McElhaney. There we go. McElhaney. Um, I guess all I can say is Felicia Spencer won by decision. I'm not going to lie. I don't really remember <laughs> how this fight went. It was a fun fight between two very raw and experienced fighters. Um, like, as someone who has sat through a lot of regional women's featherweight fights by choice by actually going on YouTube and tricks or whatever and looking up featherweights who have like winning records and seeing how they actually look in the cage. It was a pretty solid fight. Like in comparison to what I've seen. Like go watch um freaking I don't know, like Tamika Brink. She's had fun fights, uh there's, there's a lot of bad, bad women. <laughs> and this is a step above that from both ladies. You know? So, if you want the division to be built, uh, to be building to something, it's good to have two women like this in the division. Uh, hopefully, they don't. Spencer doesn't go a whole another year without fighting, like she did this year. else really is there to say about this fight like especially Spencer is more um oh dynamic landing mm. that head kick almost at will until she was tired and her head all the way over she was Upstairs, like boy type angles here, like right over the shoulder, like right on the chin, just really nice stuff. With the boxing, uh, I think McElhaney was uh, touching her up a bit on the feet. Um, didn't really keep her feet under. 
but so it, it probably it, just needs to be polished a little. Yeah, and it's kind a little of, it's, more. It's hard because at a certain point, who who is he fighting? But like the top women in division, like uh, not Veronica, what's her name? Megan and uh, Megan Anderson and Cyborg and Marvelous Conan and no, not Marvelous, but like Julia Budd. Like, there's not a lot there. Yeah. Like there's a woman fight the 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 women female heavyweight boxing champion is fighting this Saturday. Um, what's her name? Uh, Alejandra Jimenez. There are fourteen people in her division. One of them just retired like two weeks ago. The girl she beat for the title. Women's featherweight is kind of like that at this point right now. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe over time it'll, I hope they, they do. Yeah, 45 and 35 are both kind of like in this weird spot where, well, maybe not so much 35. 35 still has there's something there. 45 is kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, five is wasteland. It's women. Is, no, that like the, what, is that like is that the equivalent of the men's two hundred five? It's women's bantamweight is men's two hundred five. There is no fair comparison to make for women's featherweight. It's it's, it's men's super heavyweight <laughs> plus cyborg, and, right? And and maybe Julia Budd if if you're being generous. Like it, it, after a while, he's really bad. Like. Is really, really bad. Like, Morgan's just slightly outside, like the top ten. And hope it's better. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's gonna be good. Like, I want your um, what's her name? I want your Kayla Harrisons and your Adeline Grays to come into the MMA and just shit and. Start this whole movement, but we can make money coming uh, fighting in the cage. Like okay, but we're, we're still ways off. Yeah, Tom is uh... <laughs> and yeah. I, I really think it would help if like someone like just. Uh... Yeah, I feel like all you need is, kind of, I guess, kind of like Ronda. Just throw a face. You need a face. And I, I made I, I kind of made this argument before like why they didn't really change um the dynamics of the division in a way because Holly Holm was doing MMA before Ronda Rousey, uh, Valentina Shevchenko technically before Ronda Rousey had even won her gold or bronze medal, decided to make it a full blown career only after she came. Right. She made it like the I don't say the cool thing to do, but yeah, and she 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 made the lane seem like it was something that oh I can actually I can do this like yeah, she made it big why why can I not you know she's the reason Kayla Harrison signed with an uh, with uh, with WSOF and Ali Abdullah uh, Ali I can't remember his freaking name I'm so tired <laughs> uh I, and um, what's his her name. And why Helen Morales is even considering doing MMA 
after another Olympic cycle or whenever. Shefsky was just out training in Ireland with Conor McGregor like two mm. months ago. U.S. The first U.S. Olympic gold medalist for freestyle wrestling for women. She beat uh, Sari Yoshida for the job for to do that. So it's probably like the biggest win in U.S. maybe even history. Stopped her from getting her fourth gold medal. Talk about <laughs> talk about derailment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully they. That's why I get excited when I see people like Megan Anderson because I'm like, all right, there's there's at least one other face at 45. There's somebody else I can look at. Yeah. But yeah, there's gotta hopefully. Yeah, we we need more. We we need a lot more. I don't want to see this division just be a wasteland of just 135ers who just want to go up and just random people that I don't know like <laughs> hopefully it, it settles in and blossoms into something like there, there are some seeds there just it, it might take a little bit for things to start uh, it, honestly I think a large part of it will come down to the UFC and Bellator just reaching out and to women and gyms reaching out to women and being like hey um, like there has to be a local recruiting effort right like, to get people interested, not, you can't just have your hella, uh, your Adeline Grays and your Kayla Harrisons and your uh, I don't know, Jarena Bars of the world just like sitting around, maybe contemplating about doing MMA. You need to go. Man. Yeah, Jarena Bar, man, that chick. Like, like it sucks that she can't stop a takedown to save her life because she, she'd be fun to watch that cage. Right, <laughs> she she would destroy. <laughs> a lot of people if she has some takedown defense. But if the UFC and or whoever wants 145 to be a real division, they need to start going to colleges and going to like the women's basketball team and be like, hey, you can't make it to the WNBA, but maybe we can put you in another direction. All right. Um, or maybe you don't want to go play in the WNBA because, you know, you play like, what, three months out of the year and you get paid maybe $90,000 max. Why don't you come do MMA where you can make 20 and 20 right out the gate fighting on my like undercard like Julia Budd did. Right. And best case scenario, you, you become a Ronda. <laughs> like worst case scenario, you can go back to school or whatever. Right. Like, Hopefully yeah. we'll... Yeah. They, and the thing is, they have this type of recruitment effort at heavyweight. It's not as it's not as serious as a wide way out, but there's a reason Tyrell Fortune's in MMA right now. The guy who is uh, the heavyweight for Bellator, who's on mm. the prelims, like it's because somebody from the uh, was it Black Zillions or ATT, somebody from one of those camps went up to him at like a wrestling meet and was like, "Hey, you should get into MMA. I'll come pay you to train at the gym for just a little bit," or like Francis Ngannou. Who literally five, six years ago <laughs> yeah. walked up to a gym and was like, I want to learn martial arts. And they're like, hey, he, I mind you, he's a homeless man at this time. Homeless or broke or both or something like that. And he was, and the guy was like, I will pay you to come be in the gym and be big and hit things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now he's in the UFC just flatlining people left and right. <laughs> like, dude, like there are... 
I, I don't want to make it sound trailer, but like there are girls who I went to like who were at like the high school the like down the street from me who are way better athletes than some of the girls who make it to the UFC who started MMA at the same age. Right. Like the talent pool is very very small. It, like even for women's strawweight in comparison to like men. And it's in part because uh, participation in sports isn't really something, and especially combat sports, like, is something that's not really pushed heavily among girls. Yeah. And out of people who are athletes in high school, like, nobody's thinking of MMA as a career. You're either thinking basketball, football, soccer, baseball. Well, yeah, well, MMA. Well, even with that, like, we don't even get those fall, like, those, like the guys like Matt Mitrione for women. Because they stopped playing sports before, like in high school or even before that, because like there's no money in it. Right. Like, wh- why am I going to waste my time uh, doing three uh, two days for basketball or something like that when like the, I, I can't? Uh, maybe I can go to college, but even then, there's only so many schools that might give me a full ride. And right. after that, like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to go play in Russia? <laughs> right, and especially yeah, if you're a woman, your choices are probably even more limited as far as like professional like, sports careers go. Like that's like, and that's the pinnacle of being a, a female basketball player in the U.S. You get to go play in Russia because Russian uh, sports teams owners don't care about making money; they care about having the best sports teams. So they'll pay a million dollars for like, so like a team in China will pay like a million dollars for um, what's her name? God. Crap, what's her name? The tall girl. Uh, Gr- Brittany Grimes? Brittany Griner, yeah. Grimes, yeah. Brittany Griner. She gets paid a million dollars to go play in China. Like, I Probably can't... up there. <laughs> That's not even fair. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, the size disparity. <laughs> yeah. Like, she play, and she, mind you, she plays on a team with, like, two other WNBA All-Stars. And she's probably just dunking on people, just yeah. ruthlessly. Just, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, though. Yeah. Hopefully, so forty-five. If, if you're in the UFC or you are Bellator, or you are even like just a big size American gym. Go push like a like a, a girls' high school wrestling team. Like, ATT, go sponsor like your local girls' high school wrestling tournaments. Post those shits. Like, do something like that. Get like get these girls in the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you get, need... And once one person opens the floodgate, like, the rest will just fall into place. But, yeah, you gotta... It's gotta be that first initial push that... I, I think what's... Go, I think what really killed, like, the UFC, um, what's gonna kill, like, women's bandweight in the long run is that Rousey, Rousey really didn't rain for all that long. Like she didn't have yeah. like this Anderson Silva, uh, George St. Pierre length reign where she got to be on TV for like six, seven years. Like, but she got to UFC TV in 2013, and now she's gone. Yeah. Uh, just so, just two and a half years later. And not only gone, but like viciously booted out. <laughs> like, and, and that sucks. Yeah. It, it really sucks. Like, but my hope is that 
I mean, I don't want to see Bantamweight fall to the wayside, but I, I, I do believe Strawweight, at least for the UFC, that's going to be the next, if, if they promote the people right, that that could be the next big thing. I think the talent is there. It's just a matter of them putting putting the faces out there. But if they want that belt on Michelle Waterson or Rose Namina so bad. <laughs> like, like I think they've come to terms with the fact they probably will never get on Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, but so they're they, gonna. They, they really want it on Michelle Watterson. I want it on Watterson. I, I, I do. I'm I'm not sold on Paige, but uh, <laughs> no no disrespect to Paige, but I think Watterson can make it to a title shot if she win. Yet to be seen, but I think she's got the skill set to oh, God, like, to do it. But she's so small. But then, I can't see her. I see. I can't see her being like Andrade or yes, uh, yeah. That's where or, or I Joanna. think. Uh, yeah, like. But I don't know. Like, yeah. At the same time, like if she fought Andrade, I, yeah, I could see her probably getting blasted. But then also, like she's really, really well rounded. Yeah. Like her. Like I feel like a lot of people. Like if you didn't watch like her and Victor fights, like when she took the belt from uh from uh she yeah. got it from Penn, right? Yeah. Like her ground game is really, 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 really good. Yeah, she's very slick. Yeah. So. I, I think if she fought somebody like an Andrade, yes, there's probably a 90% chance she might just get floored. But I think there's also a chance that she could slip. She should get like a quick slip, you know, takedown into a submission. And nobody even saw what coming. And, and, then, and, that, and if that was where the uh, she'd have, I don't say an advantage, but that's the place she'd want to be because Andrade has not proven that she is fixed the problems that got her uh, submitted by what's her name. Marion Renault. Yeah. But then I look at the size difference and I'm like, man, Waterson's a pretty small Dude, like Yeah. Can you imagine Waterson taking one of those like right hooks? Right. Like that that, that might be death. Like literally that might be death. But uh uh the Invicta question I had that I uh wanted to ask. So I remember like back when Invicta was first, you know, kind of popping off and like, I remember their streams were, like, their first few cards were pretty good, but they were having problems with the streams. Like, streams were always breaking, probably because, I guess, so many people were trying to watch. Mm-hmm. But I remember when they hit the crossroad where it was like, okay, we have ground going here. Like, things, like, this this is going really good. And then the UFC bought their yeah, division. And I was just, and I was just thinking, like, what would have... I guess kind of just what if, like, what if they just wouldn't have done the whole UFC bout and just kind of stayed on their own? Cause I think I remember, I, I could be wrong, it's been so long, but I thought, like, at one point, they were going to try to get on, like, Showtime, or... They were, they were trying, some, they were trying. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, I guess the real question is, imagine if they had waited until, like, the streaming boom. Like... I remember there was like this talk they were trying to get like their past fights on like Netflix um I guess that Netflix didn't go for it or they couldn't agree on a price or whatever but uh yeah like remember at the time you like YouTube streaming was a new thing right you like the only thing they had going was like Ustream and um live stream and like all of those types of strikes, uh, sites uh, and Victor was having trouble finding like a uh, like a place that could host. Like, they were getting like, tens of thousands of views, and 
Right. Victor was having trouble finding a place that they could host, you know, this massive amount of um, audience. And and you have to take into consideration like this was back when they were doing like ten, twelve fight cards. So, right. Like, these would be long ass cards. But like, imagine nowadays, like if they had like proper access to YouTube streaming, like ACB does, or if they could go on Facebook or Instagram or Periscope or something like that, or even Twitter. Like Twitter streaming, like what, like they did with the Showtime card for um, Broner Granados. Like, yeah, they. But I, I guess I really think Shannon Knapp is just very upset that she sold, like she sold the rights to Invictus Library to the UFC. I don't know when the like the that deal is up or anything like that. Yeah, that was, that's all. That was my next question. Like when that deal is up, I, I gotta think. I mean, I get it. You're under the UFC. Their name. That's a good banner to be under. But I think they could have they could have done something really big had they kind of just found maybe found their own route. Like if they had just like two years, like, they were two years removed from having a sustain not maybe a sustainable streaming service like in terms of making money i don't know again i don't know what the ufc bought the, their rights for but i can't imagine it was a lot like this huge six figure seven figure deal or whatever but yeah it really does suck for yeah. that and i'm curious what they're going to do with this boxing promotion shan Knapp's talking about invicta boxing especially now and it's funny that they they chose now to do it now that um, Showtime and HBO are putting on women's bouts and Katie Taylor's lighting up over in the UK fighting on the undercard for every big British fight. So if they had gotten into this racket like a year ago, they'd have their own audience and everything like that. But now your Clarissa Shields and your Marlon Esparza's and I can't even think. Uh, your Heather Hardys and Amanda Serrano's, they they might not be like a hundred percent all in on them, but like they have other avenues to explore, and now there's more competition. So who knows? Uh, we're gonna, all I know is we're gonna see Jody Escobar fight somebody for a title. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. I, I think this is her way of just trying to get her girls more paydays. Like they're gonna have their fighters that come from a striking background try to do the boxing thing. Boxing thing, yeah. I mean, I, I need. I want to look that up too. I gotta look. Maybe try to find an article about like when the UFC bought them out to see like how long that deal was. If that's out there, I doubt it. Those things are yeah. normally ironclad. But um, yeah. I hope. Uh, and then I feel like at this point though, it might be too late uh, like i don't want to say they're stuck but they are they've been relegated to a regional, a regional promotion yeah like, and don't get they were never not a regional promotion they were never not a niche promotion even back when they had like your when they had sarah kaufman sarah mcmahon and alexis davis fighting uh the main event with like your tisha torres and your rose mama Yunus, right and like the co-main event or whatever or the prelims or whatever i will say i don't think they're um their, well, their niche is probably growing smaller. I don't think the quality, I guess, has gone down significantly because, like, like I said, like Tisha Torres and Beck Rawlings and 
Rose on the end. They were like all those girls were really early in their career. Right. Like, they're getting and they're getting they're still getting better. Like they're all not even five years into the career. So like the girls we're seeing today just suffer from the fact that there's suffers from the fact that there are there is an established hierarchy right now. Like that did not exist pre Invicta pre Tough Twenty. Right. Ah. Yeah. One, uh, it sucks. (laughs) It's just like Invicta's function is still very important because a lot of these girls, if they were just left to fighting in your legacies and your art, yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have anything like Like, that. There there is not a lot of space open. Yeah. So yeah, Invicta's definitely like crazy important for women's MMA. And I have to figure like the UFC sees some sort of value in them because. I don't think the regional promotions are there to entice hardcore fans. I think they're in there to entice the fighters' families. Well, probably a little mix of both. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, but like, Invicta didn't bring Suna Davis' daughter in because she they thought uh, like she would. Uh, they they probably had a deal with IMF, uh, the freaking International Mixed Martial Arts Federation or whatever it's called. Um, but I think the UFC sees value in having a, a promotion like Invicta that can have Cena Davis starter promote Fight Pass to like her 100 fans on Facebook. Right. And if she can get like 100 people to sign up <laughs> for one month to see her fight. Or even 50 people. That's I was saying, I think they mentioned during her fight that um she was on TV in... Yeah, I forgot exactly. what she's from. Yeah, like she was on TV in her native country. So like, Ayaka Amasaki has something like forty three hundred Facebook friends. If one hundred of them sign up to watch her fight uh, from Japan, that's an extra what ten thousand dollars. Right. And how many of them stick with the service, or how many of them realize, oh, uh, Daniel Cormier and Rumble Johnson are fighting in April? Maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> Right, because I've seen this commercial 30 times. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's part of the reasoning for having all these promotions. And having your promotions like Alaska Fighting Championship. Oh, boy. The, the, the GOAT promotion. <laughs> no, when you're just like, two, when you, you go up and strap out the womb and you're cage side. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All Alaska really has is, like, that day they play basketball for 24 hours because the sun doesn't go down. <laughs> and Alaska fighting championships. And Sarah but, Palin. So, like, what the... Like, of course. Of course they're going to go watch fights. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to know what time we were on. I accidentally hit pause on my timer, and I paused at 37 minutes, and I feel like that was 37 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know how long we've been. I think we've been on this Victor car for a yeah. Stop talking about the bits ago, but still. They're hanging up with the MMA world right now. I guess, uh, I guess real quick, because I'm on a, a bit of a time crunch, I do want to give a shout out to at least the glory card. Yes. Because uh, the fights that I did see, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the super fights, uh, minus the Sitachov fight, which that knee was. Yeah. <laughs> Knee to the body, just 
shut the lights out, man. Sidichow is uh, it's not it's not a guy I I would be happy to fight if I found out he was next. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's not somebody I'm trying to see. Sounds like but, I wasn't even doing all that bad. I think I had like two to one going to the fourth, and then he just was forced to quit. Yeah, because that knee just freaking took, took him out. It took everything out of him. Yeah. Um. The Gregorians, who are not related at all, it turns out. Haru and Marat, they did great, especially Marat. He got that uh, leg kick TKO. Um, they had this Chinese kid, uh, Meng Jinghao. Meng Jinghao. Um, freaking, they were hyping him up. You know, Glory's first ever Chinese fighter. Uh, he, he was alright. He, he went and split decision over this other dude, Killian Maloon of France. Um, he's only 19 years old. He's not like uh, one of the top kickboxers in China. Which China has a surprisingly... No, not surprisingly, but they have a very good pool of kickboxers. Sanda fighters, Wushu. So, you know. Watch Kunlun fights, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have watched one of their... I don't remember how I watched it, because I feel like the time zone difference was crazy. Yeah, the, the one Kunun fight I did see was actually, like, every fight was... Dude, they are really fun cards. And they have, yeah, some, like, they have some really talented fighters, even in the MMA yeah. parts of them. I think the only other prelim I saw, Taijani Bessati. Bessati, yep. He, he knocked this dude down three times in the second round and got the fight. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a... A pretty awesome. Yeah, there was like there was a lot of action on this card. Uh, I guess to quickly breeze through the main card, uh, welterweight champ Cedric Dumbay su- uh, successfully uh, beat Yoan Congolo, which I think I can't remember if it's their second or third time fighting. I think it's second. Yeah, I and that's probably wrong. I don't know. Yeah, Cedric uh put the moves on him. <laughs> he I, I like watching him fight. He's a real. He's a character. <laughs> I, I, I saw the one gif of, um, I think it was Congo throwing like a head kick and Doombe just leaning back against the ropes and styling on him. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's one of those guys. But he backs it up, though. Like, he, he's a good fighter. Yeah. So I don't mind the showboating when you can actually fight. So, yeah. And, I mean, anybody who beats Niki Holskin, I have to respect because Niki was that guy for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh this uh the other top fighter oh uh, this name Petch Mung oh god I can't I can't do this I'm not gonna say his last name Pano uh Panam wrong Kayak Lukau gentlemen and What former champ at some point? I, I believe, sure. and I think he had lost. Yeah. Yeah, he lost the title. Was it somebody else? To Varga, right? He lost to Varga, who lost it to uh, Rusmalin, who lost it to the Scales. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This 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 Thai gentleman, man. This guy. This this guy's kicks are pretty vicious. But that was a really good fight. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I give it to Adam Chuck. His boxing looked really good. I think that was the one thing that. The one advantage he did have that, that his his peer boxing was just a lot better, mm-hmm. but I, I think those kicks probably 
probably wore him down because uh like Ed and Barboza tight. <laughs> like you just you don't want any parts of those kicks. Like they're so fast and just vicious when they land. Um but yeah that, that fight was was pretty awesome. Uh the lone heavyweights on the card, uh Jamal Ben Sadiq and Guto. You know it I'm I know I'm killing his name. Inocente, something like that. Well Guto Inocente was a former UFC and strike force fighter. That fight was just really bizarre. Like Every time Sadiq landed, you could tell, like, the power discrepancy. Like, <laughs> he would land, and you could tell, like, it just really hurt. But it, it, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of volume. And then him and uh, Rico Verhoeven had a nice little square off. <laughs> At the end, uh, Rico got his, his trash talk on. Uh, so I, I don't know if that fight is going to happen. I'm pretty sure eventually down the road, but... Yeah, those two are not big fans of each other. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was an interesting. That's the most I think I've ever seen Rico talk. Like I've never seen him really trash talk, but he yeah he had a lot not so good things to say about Sadiq. But uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty uh, interesting fight. Oh, and the other fight was the oh no, this was Adam Chuck's fight before he got to the finals, but. Just overall, that card, from what I saw, was really good. Like we say every show, the glory cards are always... I've, I've never seen a boring glory card, like, ever. I, glory I can't. is the third most interesting kickboxing organization for a reason. All right. Versus K1. It's a lot... A lot going on, man. Just yeah. a lot, a lot going on. I wish we could cover that card more, but uh, we both have time constraints and... <laughs> I mean, things like that yeah. but believe I guess me, real okay. believe me if I could get paid to just sit here and watch fights all day I'd do it right uh, I guess real quick before we close um, the next I guess notable fight <laughs> if you want to call it that I mean yeah we kind of, nah, fuck me <laughs> uh, we, fuck me Bellator like, seriously <laughs> So we all get to see the <laughs> highly anticipated rematch of uh, King Mo and Rampage, which takes place on March 31st. Let's talk about, uh, okay, can I talk about this real quick? Freaking Bellator yeah, 175 and 6 with, like, some of the worst headliners in just the history of the sport. <laughs> Who's headline is 76? 76 will be a rematch. The of, Honestly, one of the worst matches that ever, like, arguably the very worst, 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 worst fight in MMA history. Rafael Carvalho and Melvin Manhoff. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> like, you remember, one significant strike, no, one strike, period. <laughs> <laughs> was landed in the very first round of that fight. And it just got worse from there. <laughs> and and Don Manhoff was the only one who landed any strike. Who was, <laughs> he is also the only one. He also lost that round. So, I I, I don't know. Just, uh, just like, Bellator, fuck you. Yeah. All this good shit, and, and, but you still give me this shit. Like, I feel like at this point, like, I shouldn't even be surprised, but still when it happens, it's just like, really? And the like, co-main event is a women's catchweight fight between Anastasia Yankova and Alina 
Kalyanidu. Elena Kalyanidu is a, like, 17, 16, 18-year-old girl from Greece. And her last, her Bellator debut. Running from Sinead Kavanaugh. Because Kavanaugh was beating her around the cage. Because she was significantly <laughs> bigger than her. Because, again, Elena is, like, 17 years old. Stasiankova, like, she looked not good in her last fight. But she's still technically, like, a Muay Thai slash kickboxing expert with years and years of experience. <laughs> but back to this 175 card. I'd like to point out, Jackson was alerted, like, sometime, I can't remember when. I want to say in the past month. That his fight with King Mo, his rematch, would be a heavyweight fight. But today he showed up at 252 pounds <laughs> for weigh I just like King Mo was 217 or something like that. I just oh. like to point out the only reason Quentin Jackson did not miss weight is because he did, was not aware that his fight was a heavyweight fight. <laughs> if he had not, if he had been told, if he had been assume he was told, but if he had known since the beginning that it would have been a heavyweight, he probably would have missed the 265 limit. Wow. Well. That's, my, that's not like me, that's just a guess. <laughs> so, well, card, Sergei Kirtanov and Chase Gormley. Oh boy, Sergei's last fight did not... Uh... It, it, it went beautifully. Whew. It, <laughs> Where the guy with the name comes in and fights the Bellator. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll say looking out to this card. Uh, uh, shout out to Emmanuel Sanchez and Galvo. That that is a good fight. Yeah, that out of all the other shenanigans that Bellator has been throwing, that's that's a that's a solid. That's a real solid fight. It's a really good fight for that, Sanchez. See where he's at. Yeah. Moves back up to one forty-five. He probably like Galvo. Was like somebody who should be knocking dudes out, and I don't get why. Like, inaccuracy is he just hard hitter as he looks like he is. Kind of sucks that fights like that are stuck in between, like King Mo and like. This... But I, the idea is that King Mo and Quentin will bring in the ratings. Yeah, and and maybe. Sanchez or Galvo does something crazy enough that it makes it to like ESPN and they have, right. I don't know. But another thing I want to talk about there, um, Steve Cazola and Jake Roberts. Cazola uh, is 7-0, and oh, I think, in Bellator or something like that. Or am I going for One time in WSOF and knocked out this dude named Matt Church. Um, kind of stiff. Kind of... Uh, play heavyweights fight <laughs> but if he wins this fight it'll be his first uh it'll be his bellator main card debut if he wins he's eight and oh he's on like a three fight win streak in the promotion he gets melvin gerard tight next finally put together this roster of like young dudes who they just call on and all of a sudden they're signed and uh because uh, I was one of those dudes, and 
like I, I hope for good things. Like I, I, I want them to be like the promotion they were on the Rodney, where they just find like a random dude and all of a sudden he's like this freaking breakout star. Right. And I just want them to be breakout stars and I just want them not to be sandwiched in between these other freak show fights, but hey, it's that's life, I, I guess. <laughs> At this point, they should be used to it. Bellator is trying to figure out how to build their own stars, and it's not going great. It's not not going great. Aside from like Chandler, and Chandler's not even that big a star. Yeah, but... he, he gets to be in the Dave and Buster commercials. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> that's something. He, He's trying. If you've been to Dave and Buster's, you might have seen Michael Chandler's face. <laughs> But, uh, he might have been at autograph signing and not even known it. Mm. Oh, and King Mo's in those too, right? Uh, He's in those. King Mo's in them. Um, some other dudes in them whose name escapes me. Uh, crap. Wait, no, no, I know this. Is it Brendan Ward? Is Brendan Ward in one of them? I was gonna say Dave Rickles. I don't even know why. <laughs> I know he's not. <laughs> I was just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, I don't think I saw Dave Riggle caveman beard and then he lose. He oh, should be Bobby Lashley. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, because him and Chandler were in like the same. Thompson, that's what I was thinking about. Josh Thompson. Okay. I mean uh, they're trying, like I guess. <laughs> real, real talk. Metro PTS. Which commercial you want to be in? Oh no! Um, <laughs> mm. Are you moving to Metro? No, no. I think <laughs> that's funny because I, I live right like around the corner from a Metro PCS store. I work down the store, a street from one of them, and that's legitimately how I learned what they do. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going Dave and Buster. Like Dave and Buster is one of those places that I've walked through and it looks fun, but I've never sat down in there. But I don't know about Metro P. Like I remember when those Ronda commercials came out. And I was I, I hated those commercials. Like, I will try to pay you in, like, phone cards. And, like, Dave and Buster's will try to pay you in, like, Dave and Buster's card. Yeah. I have a Dave and Buster's card. I yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure I would have a much better time at Dave and Buster's than browsing through, uh, <laughs> browsing through Metro PCS. One last thing. Um, the Bellator card, anyway. Uh, on the prelims, is a fight between... Williams and this dude, Danny Vasquez. Danny Vasquez is a dude who freaking Cody eat. Is it, was it Cody or was it Tyler? Let me look this up real quick. It was Cody. Cody East stole his spot as looking for a fighter. Looking for a fight. Dana White loves his heavyweights. And Cody is a terrible person. He should have never been in that position in the first place. So, I'm happy Benny Vasquez is doing a big fight on like a big show. And if he wins, yeah, like, Bantamweight. Benny Bantamweight, so the division is like five people. That's a good, that's somebody to keep your eye out on the prelims. Well, uh, We'll start this car tomorrow. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, 
This car's tomorrow, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so, well, all right, this recording will probably be out tomorrow, which means probably by the time you hear this, we'll be watching the fight, so. Um... <laughs> I guess because the UFC is on a bit of a hiatus until, like, April something, so uh, I, I guess, yeah, so for better or worse, we'll, uh, I guess we'll talk about this. Hopefully, I, I should. Yeah, I, I think I'll get home pretty early tomorrow, so I should. I might not catch the whole car because I got to work work early Saturday, but I'm, I'll get around to catching the fights that at least mattered. So, uh, we'll probably be back and uh, we'll we'll break this down for better or worse. <laughs> like, and there, are some, there are other good fights this weekend. Like, don't be down. Then your UFC is. Page two, fight night sixty-two, um, which is free on YouTube. So you know, go watch that. Uh, Zambian boxer Catherine Fury is going down to Mexico to fight Jessica Barbie Juarez on the same card that Alejandro Jimenez will defend her heavyweight title. Uh, Jessica Gonzalez. There's like there, there's fun stuff out there. Marco Huck is fighting. Oh God, I forget this dude's name. Uh, Bradis, who is basically if Fabio Maldonado was like a decent boxer. <laughs> well, I might have to check one of those out. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, not uh this Bellator card. I mean, there's some fights I want to look at, but overall as a whole. I'm not, uh... But the best fight of this weekend is on the fight night card. Um, the main event is between Sergey Pavlovich and, uh, Mikhail... I can't even pronounce his last name. Uh, wait. Did they change the... Am I... Am I crazy? Did they change the... Oh, no, that's today's card. Wait, wait, no, that's tomorrow's card. What the heck? Oh, they canceled the main fight! <laughs> wow. Damn it! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the weekend's ruined. <laughs> Mikhail Mak um Maknat uh Maknatin whatever. That's all the fight. Because Pavlovich due to Pavlovich I don't know. They won't say. They won't say. Screw this screw this man. <laughs> Well, I guess that'll uh <laughs> that'll do it for today's show. Uh, as always, when people are getting kicked in or punched in the face, we'll be there to talk about it. So hopefully uh, we'll be back next week. We'll break down some more fights. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, for listening and checking us out and uh, on YouTube or SoundCloud. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.